Hello and welcome to We Are Doomed a Soccer Rangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general. Who are we? Well, I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. And today we have us together. Again. Quite desolate place. That's very true. That's only a quiet, and then Cole keeps talking. But... With that, I do. Um, so, trying to fill the silence. What's new, everyone? How are things? How are the I family? A, the wife, the kids? Cole has a job now, so he'll be employed for about three months. This is the part where everybody's supposed to go and clap, even though we can't hear you to make Cole feel better. Yay! I hate you. Shut up, bro. <laughs> Oh, hey man, Cole's, seriously, we're proud of you. You got the job. Woohoo! Cole's got, Cole's got about three months worth of work, and then he'll have to look for another job again. Thanks, dude. Uh, I Thanks feel like I'm joking, but I probably am not joking. My last job was almost a year and a half. Thank you very much. There you go. There you go. Look at him. You're no slouch. And it was a year and a half ago. So, um, I don't know. Rob. <laughs> I hear you have something to say. You you have you have some particular words and opinions to express on certain ideas and theories. Theories, not theories. Ideologies. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> so I think oh, that. Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I I believe that the guys who own Dremel need to stop going and using uh, basic ABS plastics and need to start oh. using. <laughs> Fucking goddamn. Shit. Wait, do they still have a three D printer? Is that still a thing? That is still a thing. Yeah, they're they're on their third generation one. Man, man, my yes. Dremel. I had I had a top of the line Dremel. And I went through three of them because the motors kept burning out. And then I went down like a step, and then that one has lasted me forever. Uh, that that's kind of the situation that I'm in because I have I have three rotary tools, which for those who don't know is what a Dremel actually is. That's just the brand yep. that people are aware of. Yep. Uh, and I use them for different applications. I have my craftsman, uh, or I have my craftsman unit, uh, which is their battery powered Next Tech model. And I use that one just for real fine detailing stuff because I can take it anywhere and I don't need to worry about cords or anything like that. And it's got a very high or high uh, rotation rate on there. I have a Craftsman corded one that I've had now for like eight years. And it's my workhorse. I use it for just about everything. And then I have the top of the line Dremel one until last night when it decided to just randomly go and melt and then light on fire. God damn. Even after it was unplugged. Yeah. No, fucking, I don't get it. It's like that the, the high-end one just doesn't fucking work ever. Exactly. I was wondering what, what which uh, power tool exploded, essentially. Yeah, or yeah. Come, <laughs> or started smoking this morning. Because I woke up and I saw that on Facebook. I'm like, huh. Yeah. No, last night I'm going and working on a commission uh, for SoccerCon. And I'm like, wow, this thing is getting hot in my hand. And then suddenly, the thing is just in fire in my hand. Go and throw the thing down. I go and unplug it from the wall, and now it seems to actually be increasing in the amount of flame that's coming out of the side of it, which makes no fucking sense at all. So I had to go and extinguish the thing at that point. 
should have put it one, out on the deck. Which one is that? Is that the one with the uh, like the quick release and the yeah. uh, and like the, it's got the the basically the speed setting is um, it's like a like a like a turnable turnable it looks turnable and it's like a really adjustable. Yeah, yeah, it's that infinite speed setting one. Yeah, you can just go and adjust it in between. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, was, no, I should I say. And, and fucking, I had three, two of those. Like I used them. And instantly the motor just burnt on them, and they were just dead, like right out the. What box. were you? Okay. Do, what were you making with it? Like, were you hitting? Like, were you using it on something that you shouldn't have, or, or is it just? Was I using it on something I shouldn't have? Like a material uh, that it wasn't rated for, or I don't know. That's not really a thing, Cole. Like I, I don't know. know. I've never used a Dremel. Well, there you go. Um, no, for starters, start calling it a rotary rubber. tool. <laughs> well, last, well, the last thing in this case you can call it Dremel because we're talking about Dremels. Yeah, um, <laughs> but no, but but the last, the closest thing I, I've ever used that was even close was literally a rotor. Mm-hmm. A router. Oh, a router. Sorry. Yeah. And that uh, was like ten years ago. Yeah, that's actually the closest. That is pretty much the yeah, same that, thing. That, that basically is. Yeah, it's just a yeah. different analog you're using it with. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, like. It fucking just the motor just went on it, and I was like, "What the hell? That's okay." Then I took it back, got it exchanged, and then it just died even quicker. And fuck, I don't remember. I was either sanding something. No, I was just sanding something. That's what I was doing. Like I had just the sanding bit on there, and I was just sanding away at one of my props, which are made of wood and. Yeah, and you, the stuff you usually use is not really that hard. Like yeah. I think the hardest one you've used is like oak, right? Yeah, no, wood, wood's wood. You can use this shit on metal all the time. Like you're supposed to use it on metal. Uh, yeah, like I, I had so. a rotary tool that I used on my Xbox and stuff, and I was cutting away all the um, metal parts Possibly. in there. Yeah, yeah, I remember metal, that. metal, metal, metal. A lot of metal. Yeah, parts. I rem- but I remember that. I remember. Yeah, and so I fucking it just the motor just kept dying, and it was just it couldn't handle it, and so basically it went down from that one to that's like the four hundred. Or four thousand, and I just went down one level to the to the three hundred, which three hundred, or maybe is this one below, slightly below that one? I don't even remember anymore. Because <laughs> like, those are the three. Maybe it's the three hundred was the one I have, and four hundred wasn't around. But it's like basically the changes were the high end one had a button that you could like the lock button, so you could change your tool easily without needing a lock or anything. Um, and it had the you know, like the multi, the infinite speed kind of thing, where it's just like a slide dial. And oh no, maybe my other one has that too, but I don't ever use it anymore. But basically, I went down a level, and I was able to also get like some a bunch of add-ons for like the same price. Still so, Dremel, still the still Dremel, or yeah, Dremel parts, yeah. No, I know, but I'm saying it was still the same brand, though. Yes, yeah, okay. it was. Um, and so, actually, Rob, what I got is I got um, it's fuck. What, what is it called? It's basically an extender. So you just you pull off the thing, and you can just tighten that on there, and it's just a longer rod, and then it goes into a smaller handle bit. So you're not holding the the Dremel the entire time when you're trying to sand. You can have that just hanging, and then you have this smaller hand bit that you can get into finer places. So basically, going down. A level of the uh, quality of the Dremel, I was able to get this extension bit that actually makes it a whole lot easier to get into the fine, fine places. 
You see, I have one of those for my craftsman unit, the uh, wired one. Yeah. And yeah, I love it to death. That's part of the reason why I go and keep that thing on it all the time. And I yeah. just go and use the Dremel for when I just want to go and use the regular one or when I want to go and use the plunge guide on it. Mm. Uh, what, what I don't like is that the Dremel has a hard case. And so yeah. that extension. So fucking the high end one, its case actually had a spot for that uh, add on. So you could like put it in there, but then the step down one doesn't have that space. So basically I have that cord. I have to like unhook it every time. And then that one just sits in one of my other tool bags at the time. Um, like what I, well, I also have like one of the Dremel multi, um, multi tools. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the greatest tool ever made. <laughs> so I've got two of those now because like I bought, I didn't have a drill. And so I went and bought a drill and it was like a two pack. Uh, it basically came with, it was a rigid brand and it came with a drill and it came with a multi tool that has, uh, it's the rigid ones. You can pull off the head and, and change those for different heads. Yeah, it's actually made by uh, Stanley Black and Decker. Yeah, That's, I've got one of those under the Craftsman name, and they call it the Bolton series. Rigid has their own name. They call yeah. it the Matrix system under the Black and Decker name. And like that's even greater than the uh, than the uh, Dremel brand because the Dremel one's just solid. You can't change that head off. It's just the same actuator. But like the the Bolton one, I can pull that off. And I can put on. Well, I've seen a bunch of different types. They have the basic. Uh, uh, you got the drill, you've got the impact wrench, the impact driver, sanding yes. head, inflator. Uh, there's a couple of gardening tools that are out now as well. The multi-tool. I've seen the jigsaw bits, so yes. like the rotary cutting bits. Uh, yeah, I, bit. I used to sell them at my last job, so I... There you go, you know all of them. So. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I've got the whole series. And so with that one, uh, since that came in like a two-pack, I bought it basically for the same price as the drill. Uh, but it just had the added multi-max, multi-tool in there. So I basically got another one for free, and those ones are all on battery power, and they mm-hmm. share the same battery. So that's actually basically my uh, cordless one. So that one I can take anywhere. I don't have to worry about a cord, where the Dremel one is corded, but then I never have to worry about having battery, charging a battery. But yeah, so... Basically, what I do with that is I have sometimes I have both those going and I can just have different uh, sanding grits on them. So I can have one with like a heavy sanding grit, one with a low sanding grit. And then I can have my palm sander with like a generic, either fine sanding grit or a lower one. So I can just not even worry about swapping things out. I just go sanding, sanding, sanding. Oh, Ugh, I just changed <laughs> change tools. <laughs> I, I, I honestly do the same thing. <laughs> Because when yeah. I'm working, a lot of times I'll go and have my bolt-on unit, uh, and I will go and have one of the multi-tools, or depending on what I'm working in, sometimes maybe even the sanding pad on there. Because, um, you know, it's like a mouse sander, you know, with the way that's formatted on there. So, it's yeah, it's good for a lot of jobs. Uh, but I'll go and have, like, my finger sander mounted onto my actual multi-tool, because I have one of those as well um, that's under the Craftsman Next Tech brand. It was the original compact portable one uh, that was brought to the U.S. market. So I just keep my finger sander in there. I'm not even sure that I can take that thing off anymore. It's basically lived in that thing for so long, and I'll just go and use that for all my detail work. And whenever I need to do something big, I just turn that off, switch over to the other hand, go and grab the big sanding pad on the bolt-on, and just let that thing run. Hmm. Yep, yep. 
Yeah, no, I've just got all those parts sort of sitting around and depending on what part of the job I'm in, seeing how kind of what one I need at the time. Mm-hmm. So what what it kind of bothers me now is that like those tools, they basically now they don't get as much use as I wanted them to. Because now that I have a bunch of them, it's just like, well, how much work I have is kind of spread among each one. So each one doesn't really see a whole lot of work at a time. Mm-hmm. So they're not, yeah, they're not wearing, they're not, I don't know if I'm getting my money out of them that sense. It's like, sure, if I had the one, because I had, my parents had one. Like they got it, they, they saw my Multimax and they were like, this is brilliant, I want one. So they got a Multimax. And they definitely used that one uh, to the point where I think they burnt theirs out and got another one because they were uh, renovating their house at the time. So they used it for all their drywall cutting because um, that it's, it's great for drywall cutting and all that kind of wood finishing cutting because it's mm-hmm. got the you can just plunge right into something and be super accurate with it because of just how little it actually moves and just kind of vibrates and you just go okay i need a hole for a socket here and you go zit, 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 and your holes cut that's what Done. most contractors use isn't it it's uh, becoming a more it's becoming a more common tool i will say that but i don't know if I've, i would say that I've, all I've, of them haven't well not all of them yeah i've watched a lot of uh i watch way too much do-it-yourself television mm-hmm. and and i've Whenever I like one of those like renovations of like a place to lease or to flip it or flip a house or something, and whenever ever I see the drywall contractors in there, they're just, just going really really fast, just, just like zoom, and they cut out the hole for the for the socket, or they're cutting out a hole for the light, or. I will say go. for, yeah, for home renovators and whatnot, I I know what you're talking about because I've seen a lot of those shows, and yes, it's definitely become a staple for a lot of those guys because yeah, just to be able to go and cut into the wall and be able to go and have a place for a new outlet or to go and move one to a more convenient location. Yeah. It's the easiest thing in the world to go and do it that way. Yeah. Well, it's good for, it's really good for sanding and cutting in a kind of forward direction. Yeah. So like yeah. Most, well, you need to actually plunge in. Yeah. Cause like I was also one time I was basically doing some, uh, refurbishing of some furniture and i wanted to cut out some like straight bits and if you had like a any any kind of saw and you tried to cut that spot you'd basically have the width of your saw your your saw blade cutting around it and it was never like a straight clean cut but with that uh multi-max tool i just basically went okay plunge right here and boom straight done that Mm -hmm. piece that i want to cut out that's in a very kind of particular spot is gone if any other way to do that basically I would have had to use maybe like a small, like either a hacksaw or something that I can actually get in there and cut, uh, do by hand. But with that, uh, Molly Max tool is basically like a hacksaw in a very small confined space. So you can just point it at the thing and just push and it just vibrates its way through. Um, and it's done. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a weird tool. Cause like I bought it, on impulse because i had i had a gift certificate and i basically was like i don't know if i've always looked at it before and i never really had a reason to buy it but since i had a gift certificate for i could just be like oh well i can just buy it and have it and then find out what i can use it for after that yeah it's one of those tools that you don't realize what you can use it for until you have it and then when you have it you're like oh i can use it for lots of things 
it's a weird it's a weird kind of mortar tool in that it fills all the cracks of the various things yeah. that don't have that tool so what here's my question though what part of the tool actually gave way like that caused like because i know Ty, like i can't remember if tyler's ever done this before because i know at least one person that would do it that if something breaks they usually tear it apart to figure out what broke <laughs> Oh, when with those kinds of things, basically that's always a motor thing. Like there, there isn't much to a Dremel. It's a it's a motor with an on-off switch. Basically. So if something went, it's going to be some wiring in there that just got hot and melted. Okay. And with with what Rob said, is his caught fire and melted. It's basically the motor got hot and melted, and like uh, the same thing that basically happened to mine, except mine didn't become so violent to start on fire and melt the whole thing. It just turned uh, off. the motors. <laughs> basically, the bushings that go around the motor because it, it's just a magnet it, or just yeah. an electromagnet, and mm-hmm. it just runs a current through it, gives it a positive negative charge, and just starts spinning. And then by how much of degree of power is going into it depends how fastly it's going to spin. So those kind of bushings, eventually they just shock and then it'll ground itself out when it, because like if you've ever had a drill that's super old and you start using it, you'll see if you look inside it, it'll start sparking quite heavily and basically Mm -hmm. just kind of heat up and like, just burn itself and you'll when it dies you'll just smell a burning smell and then it won't work because basically it grounded itself out and where it shorted itself out and that's what was happening with mine is like it would be running and then the motor would just short out and then it's dead like you're gonna if you take it apart you're gonna see a bunch of burnt spots and that's about it um and yeah with rob the same thing but his was apparently bad enough that it melted a bunch of stuff and caught fire Okay. Yeah, yeah I was like, just kind of curious just, about that. I <laughs> felt my on, hand sinking into it. Your hands? That's a lot of heat. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, so ABS, the plastic was starting to be... Ugh. Yeah, ABS, you only have to get up to 200 to 300. Well, actually, you only have to get up to 200 before it starts becoming... Nihable. Yeah, no, it was just, it was a weird thing because I didn't really notice the heat so much. I just felt my hand starting to go and pull into it. I was like, what the heck is going on? And then I looked at it, and the next thing I knew, the cap just went and decided to go and into flames. Man, okay, so that means, like, your Dremel, it shorted out, but it didn't stop going and just got hotter and hotter. Yeah, exactly. No, it was just a weird thing. And then, like I said, I unplugged it. And then it seemed like it was actually going and burning more. <laughs> yeah. Well, once so, it's, once the yeah. fire starts, it starts. It's not the electricity. Well, what I was trying to figure out, though, is what the heck was burning on the inside of it. Like, I know that there is insulators and whatnot. They go on put in there. But, like, we're talking legitimate flame here, not just, oh, it was smoking and all that stuff. I mean, it was smoking to the point that the fire alarm went off. But <laughs> it was more of a secondary point there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because what's inside? There's going to be the plastic covering, like the light plastic on all the uh, on all the copper and such, and some. I can I assume it was literally just the wires and insulation that was uh, burning. Uh, plastic does catch fire. Like, oh, I know it does, but it's like, um, I... how does your house smell? By the way, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thankfully, um, so I have a uh, because I'm in an apartment. Mm-hmm. My guest bedroom is also my shop room, 
and I have constructed what some would call a hot box in there where I have completely sealed it off <laughs> and uh, have created an in-home ventilation system there. So honestly, the whole place does not smell bad unless I open up the hot box, in which case, oh dear God, that smell. Gonna need a couple uh, couple things to clean that out. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> there is a window in that space and it has been open all day. So I'm, I'm scared to go and smell what it is like right now. I suggest waiting a few more days. I probably will. <laughs> uh, the le- the, you should open it up uh, because if you let it sit, it's more likely for it to get stagnant and just sort of... He has the window open in there, though. Oh, well, fuck, then it should be fine. But now, how, how long has it been? It's been a day? Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point... Uh... Close, yeah. I mean, I, it, it happened around 11 o'clock my time. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's just almost a day at this point. Yeah, so either the smell's gone or that smell is going to be there forever. Yep. So... Hoping for the former instead of the latter. Yeah. And that I was can't... Shop Talk with Robin Tyler. Join yeah. us next week when we go and discuss the merits of Bandsaw versus Scroll Saw. Oh, shit. Bandsaw all the way. Amen there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how that would be a, like a... That wouldn't, that wouldn't even different, be anything. Just like a Bandsaw. Yeah, that, there's different things you could go and do with the Scroll Saw. But yeah, yeah anyway. Hey, well, that's... <laughs> No, we're not. Right. We're not going here. We're not going here. This started as a joke, and it turned into an actual discussion. <laughs> well, because the bandsaw is more accurate, or uh, like yeah. for big one. Hmm. Yeah, not really. That's no. That's what. I, yeah, you know, you're right. Because like when you think of a scroll saw, scroll saw is small, so it's really good to get like. That's what I use for all of my fine detail work. The bandsaw is what yes. I go and cut yes. initial format with. And then yes. the scroll saw, I can use it for fine details. Or if I need to do a detail inside of a block, I yes. can go and just drill through a hole, go and put the bandsaw blade back in in the middle of it and be able to go and work from there. Or the yes. scroll saw blade in there and go and work from there. So I love my scroll saw, but I will go and say the bandsaw is still the greatest creation in the history of mankind. Cause I can put whatever I need through there as big as I need. And it works. Yeah. A lot of people I've like, I've done, I thought, I thought a drill press was usually that a or drill, a mill. A or drill a mill. Is, oh, mill. Well, that's a mill coal. Yeah, no, I'm, I, yeah, that's a, like, and I'm cool. not like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not thinking like, not, no, I'm, you're not thinking. Hold on. Uh, I'm, so a, Yes, because a scroll saw is also called like a jeweler saw, and then, mm-hmm. and then you have an actual jeweler saw, which is yes, uh, the same thing, just smaller and then more accurate. So no, I totally agree with you on that. That the skill skill uh, scroll saw is great for like small intricate stuff, and the bandsaw you can really just use anything on a bandsaw because it's got a big enough blade. I've seen people basically cut and sand and do everything on a bandsaw like making handles for axes is just like a skill to do that on a bandsaw you just take your wood and you cut it to shape and then you can just start shaping it on the bandsaw by both pushing in and then you can take off a whole lot uh, or a whole a more fine detail amount by pulling uh the other direction so instead of having the teeth bite into it you're basically sliding them uh the back of the teeth onto the uh, piece of wood, and that just kind of 
it's almost like it sands it off and makes it so you're not trying to chew up a whole bunch of material, but you're just sanding it down as if you're using a palm sander. Mm-hmm. And then I just see people, yeah, they just shape their whole thing by doing that. And then what they're left with is an almost finished piece. And all they have to do is like give it a good sanding after that with a palm sander and then boom, it's done. Um, so yeah, you can pretty much make everything on a bandsaw without having to do anything else. Yeah. But no, nope, yeah. can't argue that one at all. I mean, like I, the, there's nothing more to say on that quite honestly. Uh, I just use as many tools as possible in my process. Like when I first got started going and working in wood, I started with my multi-tool and my first rotary tool. Then I got the bandsaw and everything got a hell of a lot easier for a lot of reasons. And I was able I, to do bigger things. I started with a jigsaw and a Dremel. Mm-hmm. And I haven't changed much from there, uh, except that I have a CNC router. And that basically replaced my jigsaw and my bandsaw. Because mm-hmm. nothing is more accurate than the CNC router. Nope. That's, that's closer to Cole's idea of a milling machine. I'm trying to think of the right name, though. I'm literally looking for it right now. It's pissing me off that I can't remember the proper name. Because, like, I'm th- the what I'm thinking, I'm still thinking it looks like a drill press, but it comes down and still spins, and you can... It, yeah, it's on the upright mill. Yes, that's it's a mill Yes, that's a okay. mill machine. I did okay. one of my keyblades on the mill machine. My uh, Fenrir I did on a mill machine, because the Fenrir has... It looks like a tumble lock key, so it's got a lot of grooves in it, so I basically made it super easy to do it. So, because it's very... The, that style of keyblade is very... Um, very machined looking, so I was able to put all my bits in there and just put that right in the va- into the vice clips or into the cl- uh, vice grip, not vice grip, um, vice clamp. Yep. And then just let that go and do all my lines and do all my uh, um, drill holes and do all my because uh, the drill holes go through it and then they're also um countersunk and then the edges of all the material all have a uh, a beveled edge on it so i was able to do that with a uh, um 90 degree bit on there mm. so yeah, yeah. i'm just i'm just trying to think exactly like what exactly would be considered like the best thing to have in a shop and i'm just I, uh all those having a Good. It all dep- also depends on what you're doing because it depends on who you're talking to. Because if you're talking to a blacksmith, you want a power hammer. Like, yeah. Well, that's just it. It depends on what mediums you're working in and also what your creative process is like. I mean, mm-hmm. Tyler and I work in the same medium and we still I mean, we have different processes, though. It, it, exactly. Yeah, that's just it. I wouldn't say that one of us has a better quality over the other. It's just that we go and do it through different processes. And I will go and say, seriously, what you did with. Um, Skull noise. Oh, yeah. That is one of the best detail jobs I have ever seen. That is all done with a Dremel. Yep. I believe that. I can't imagine you doing that any other way. Hey, you just got a steady hand for that stuff. Tyler is really good steady hand for that. That's for sure. I could do that on a CNC router because if I just put a 90 degree bit in there, which just looks like a cone, I would basically just trace out my design and it would just put that uh, beveled edge on the whole thing. Um, I would still have to do a lot of stuff to like fix it because there are some tapers and such, but I could, I've looked at it before because I looked 
at my like you know how axles axles have all that same kind of edge on his uh mm-hmm. chakras uh chakrams as well and so his chakram is the hilt guard for that internal flame keyblade which i also did those same kind of bevel edges on and i was looking into that for the longest time to do it but by the time uh by the time like con was rolling around i was like no i just should just cut it and then bevel it by hand because i know it's going to be right now that would be quicker way than all the kind of trial and error figuring out a way to make it work on a cnc router because well with with like a router it's like once i program it once and get all my all that error out of the way and know what i'm doing then the next time i want to program something else i've got the kind of my notes and templates for how to do stuff so i can just basically cop and paste that so it's always the first time is really time consuming and lots of trial and error to make it figure out what works and then after that it's significantly faster than everything because once you know stuff that you don't know you can just type that into the computer and then throw your material on there and just let it cut because it'll do all the cutting work for you it's all the thinking and figuring out beforehand that you have to spend a lot of time on but once you do that once you don't have to do it again because you can just type that stuff in the computer and it's written down and then the the cnc router does the rest of that work for you so yeah i'd always suggest that if you can ever get your hands on something like that use it because it's always going to be way more accurate than what you can do all you have to do is sit at a computer draw your thing on your computer and then send it out to that and it'll cut it for you and it like another one was uh that uh um uh can't remember the name of the keyblade all of a sudden it's the one with all the mushrooms on it i've just forgotten the name of it um the um, 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 um. which is proof there we go that's what yes um that one i wanted to do and when i was making them all by hand that one just seemed unfathomable of how much time it would take to do but once I got that CNC router, it's just like, oh, I can just put that image on there and just program it and have it cut all my depths and all my datos to what I need to do. So basically the eight, ten plus hours of work turned into 20 to 30 minutes of just cutting. And then basically all I had to do was sit at the computer for maybe 30, well, about an hour, about an hour of programming. So... And now that's programmed in there. So I could recut that anytime I want. I don't have to rethink about it again. I can just throw some material on the table. I put my file up there and hit start and then cut. I've got another one done. So it's that's also a crazy thing. It's like how far you come where some project you look at in the future and you're like, that seems like I would never be able to make that, but I want to make it eventually. And then when the time comes where you can and you do it, it's just like, well, there you go. I, made this thing that I once thought was really hard to make, but I can just make no problem. That kind of progression of skills and the tools you have to work with and how to use those tools is uh, kind of really fascinating thing. Yes. Yes, it is. I rambled there for a little bit. Yes. I know I have rambled about before. So if you haven't heard that rant before, you got to hear it again. Thank you. Thank you. So, any, um, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot more things than just that that we've repeated on ad nauseum over the past year. So, mm-hmm. and so, there'll be many more. There's no end in sight. Exactly. 
We had we had another topic we wanted to talk about, did we? Or do we? Yes, yeah, yeah, no. We we actually did have another subject we wanted to talk about. I didn't think we were actually going to turn that into a discussion, but I'm glad we did because that was good. At least I think that was good good. to talk about props. It's always good to talk about props and prop making and working with tools. Yes, I know something I like doing. I know. I I I really I, I will say I have loved where I am. But I got to say, I'm done with the apartment living because I miss being able to run half of my tools because yeah, like, hate me. I don't have I used to be able to run stuff when I lived in a house. I had a basement that I could do all that stuff in. Exactly. Yeah, you, had, you had a little shop area, too, in the last yeah. place, if I remember um, correctly. But yeah. now, but now, like, I've got my office can't run. I can't sand and run tools like that. Because anything that creates a lot of dust like that won't won't work well in the kind of room I have. Like if I took everything out of my room, out of my office room, then I could turn into a sanding area because I could clean it up pretty well. But there's just too much stuff and too many nooks and crannies for that kind of stuff to just pile up in. And so if I were to ever sand in this house, it would uh, all that kind of dust would just get in there all the corners, and I would never be able to get rid of it. Yeah, um, I do paint. And, and how much would that piss off your your landlord, like, or whoever lived uh, upstairs? I don't care about the guys. They're, okay, I wasn't sure if either your landlord was the one who lived upstairs. I can remember. No, no, uh, he lives. He lives in. Uh, he just owns the whole house and rents the upstairs and the downstairs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Him and his brother. Oh, okay. Um, and the guys upstairs are. They are some. St- three guys upstairs now cool yeah i don't know they're i think they're in like their early 20s they're kind of like that if you <laughs> understand what i mean i yes. know exactly yes we do <laughs> yeah when which I is was funny because we're all of us are just out of that area or out of that area, just yeah, out of that area speak for yourself i've been out of that you're for still, a long time still in your late 20s you're not 30 yet Shut up. Yeah, exactly. Shut up, Mario. <laughs> I know exactly how old you are. You, you know we exactly, all know exactly how old you are. You know exactly how old I am, and you also know that I never had that period in my 20s. That, yeah, somehow you skipped it. I don't understand that. No, I just got done with it in my teens. Uh, oh, yeah, right. That's I remember. You you wasted all your time in the, in the te- wasted well, I all I that in that teens. I teens, too. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I just bypassed it because I wasn't interested. <laughs> yeah, no, I used to be a very bad person. I used to indulge in very bad things. And then Tyler I got my can... act together before I was 18. <laughs> yeah, Tyler can, Garen can, um, can, can, can agree with me on this, is that I completely skipped past it because I just didn't bother. <laughs> I've gone, I like a very cold thing to do. Throughout high school and, and time after that, I've been to two house parties. And they were five years apart. Yeah, my house parties were always at my house. So yeah, you know, and I only went and I only went to one of them. Yeah, I was at your house. <laughs> Did I even invite you? I don't remember. I don't care. I wouldn't have probably gone because <laughs> oh. I don't drink. <laughs> yeah, lame. I didn't drink at that point, so lame. Yeah, and then the other one was literally a, a band. It was a bad performance house a kegger party. That you weren't at. <laughs> no, I wasn't that. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, 
We had another topic, didn't we? Yes, yeah. yes, we did. Because I, how, I how, do I, how do I broach this now? Like, I, I had a whole different approach for how I was going to go into this after the joke about uh about dremel needing to go and use some sturdier materials and their stuff and now 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 that's now that's gone my, my transition is gone what am well, i going I to do about you but when i go camping i sure like to sleep on cots and i am a boy yeah speaking of boy cots oh yes. god <laughs> that is horrible that 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 is literally the worst the worst transition i've heard in a long time thank you tyler the best that that was that was something that was something else that was something wonderful thank you thank you so Go much with it. run with it yes I'm, I'm running with it because we've had some interesting discussions here about how to act at conventions how to go and proceed with ourselves when we're at these events when negative things go and come into play recently we were talking about elite con and how people are planning to boycott or uh, boycott no idea what I was trying to say there, or how they were planning to boycott it, and some people were actually protesting outside of it, though I'm glad to see that died within about 15 minutes, because only like three of them showed up to do that. Uh, yay. But because most of us, and you know, Cole having a very good excuse for not coming, and we're all proud of him for that, SakuraCon's coming around, and in the last couple of days, there's been an increasing call for boycott not of the convention, but for somebody going person. there as an exhibitor. As an exhibitor, uh, for anybody that's not aware, Yayahan is planning on coming to SakuraCon. She has reserved a booth uh, in the exhibitors hall, which is not uncommon for her. She's had a booth there before. She was she, in many respects, got her start at SakuraCon. Uh, I've talked about on how I met her a long time ago, and. That's nothing I'm really proud of. It's just, oh, I actually knew this person. That's kind of cool. She's... I don't know how to say this without going into either making people sound petty or... Without going into making the whole... In my personal opinion, it is petty. Just do it. Just do it. Okay, okay. So Yaya Han has gotten a bit of a bad rep as far as I'm concerned. As because what? well, there's a lot of reasons why, and the I only one I, this, can, I, I would assume is sellout. But uh, there's a lot of people that call that. People. Like yeah. I personally don't think it. it was like, but that's that's a term that gets thrown out a lot mm-hmm. by like professional cosplayers is that they sell out to make money. Well, yeah. I uh, be the devil's advocate. It's your job. Yeah, you're you kind of want to make money at your job. Oh yeah, that's I know. That's why. That's why, that's why I see the, the term "sellout" as a fucking pointless thing. I'm like, uh, no, you're trying to make a living. No, that's that's just it. I mean, she did legitimately make a career out of it, and she was one of the early ones to actually do that. And I don't know. I've seen a lot of things leveled against her, and I don't know why it's exclusive. Well, I shouldn't say exclusively, but why it seems to be so predominantly thrown at her because. I mean, we've talked about a lot of cosplay celebrities that are out there these days, and most of them don't seem to get anywhere near as much bad press as she does. I know after Heroes of Cosplay premiered and community, a lot of people are upset with her because of that. Um, 
boy, how else to go about this? A lot of people go and refer to her as being plastic and that her costumes go and refer to an unnecessary or an impossible to reach level of beauty. And is this, um, are they, are they just talking? Okay. <laughs> like, I know th- they- this, is, this is a hard one to go and broach here because I'm not, okay. I'm not against her personally. <laughs> are are <laughs> they talking that from just looking at photos? Like, are they talking as like unreachable level beauty? Because I'm pretty sure like every cosplayer has uh, photoshops a little bit. Well, I, here's the thing. Cause I, I don't think it's so much that I think it's that. And this is just me kind of going and looking in and just from the stuff I've seen people comment on Facebook and forum posts and all that stuff. It seems like because, and I do believe this could be considered to be a fair criticism, Yaya Han, a lot of her style is based around sexuality. She's one of the first to go and really utilize that as a means of marketing. Mm -hmm. A lot of the costumes she does really goes and accentuates her bust Mm -hmm. line. So, I don't know. I, I feel like... Ah, God, it. I, I feel like it's, the, it's the Jennifer it's the Lawrence more, effect. The more you like pull, the more you pull and try and prevent yourself from saying it, the weirder and awkward it gets. I know, I know, I know. Oh, I, I think it's the Jennifer Lawrence effect where it's both a mix of. I do think that there are some people that do have a problem with that because I know there's a lot of people that believe that cosplay is becoming oversexualized, which I think is something that's always been there. But yes, because it's getting marketed more now people are going and pushing back about or against it a little bit more. And I do also think that for some people, and I only say this because I know two people that have actually admitted to this, they hate her because they can't go and do what she does because she is to her credit, a beautiful woman. And I'm sure she's also worked hard to where she's gotten. And people are of course jealous of that. Well, that that's just it. It's like, I don't want to make people sound petty, but I do know that there's at least a little bit of that, though I don't think that's a majority of it. I do think a lot of it comes down to heroes of cosplay and the rather poor portrayal of what the cosplay community as a whole is. Though yeah. I do still stand by, as much as I dislike that show, I feel like in some respects it does portray accurately what it's like for some people, especially those who are trying to go and market themselves and make a living doing this stuff. Cause there's a lot of drama and bullshit in this community. Oh, oh my God. Yes. That's an understatement. Yeah. It can so be like, very toxic. Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't like heroes of cosplay. I watched a couple of episodes to go and see how they were portraying it. And I gotta be honest, Watching the trailers and all that stuff, I felt like, yeah, they gave us exactly what they said they were going to show us. A drama-filled reality TV show. Because that's literally all it is, if you ask me. Exactly. It's like, yes, there are people in the community like this, but it wasn't the cosplay community as a whole. But it never was supposed to be. It was marketing to that. And Yaya Han was a prime focus. I think that, in large respects, she became a household name because of that. And that's what led to the fabric line. And all that stuff. And honestly, I applaud her as an entrepreneur because mm-hmm. I couldn't do that for multiple reasons. I could not do that. You know, she's got a little empire that she's going and building right now. And I applaud that. But going back to what we're talking about here, there are people that are saying they're going to go and boycott her booth, which honestly, 
anybody can do whatever the heck they want. I don't have a problem with boycotts. You know, it's like, you don't want to go and buy from that booth? That's fine. I see nothing wrong with that. Honestly, I probably won't buy anything from her booth either, largely because I'm not the main market for what yeah, kind I'm of stuff is going to like, What does she yeah. even sell? Some personal shots of her, and then she's also had a merchandise line. I mean, that's actually how I got to know her, was that she was selling some stuff that I was actually into back then. Oh, cool. So, you know, handmade little, you know, accessories and things like that. It's kind of cool. What, but, like, uh, wings and yeah. ears and such? Yeah, that's it, it, that's kind of what it's turned into. Not so much that stuff when I was going. It, well, okay, the cat ears were, but yeah, it's, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of stories with that, so I, we're not going to go into that. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is, one, I've never actually heard boycotts ever actually working or doing anything. Uh, generally, they don't. Yeah, and that's why the I'm only more real because people yeah. are talking about protesting her. It's like, so you're gonna make a scene in the exhibitors hall and get kicked out within five minutes? <laughs> I hope that's what will happen to those people if they actually pull some of that bullshit. But it's like, why would you even propose that? Um, man, it just falls down to cosplay community being that internet community and being a socially awkward community that doesn't. Yeah, no, yeah. That's the whole point of, like, cosplaying and stuff and, like, going to conventions is that you're getting away from basic society that doesn't understand cosplaying, all that kind of stuff, and you're among people, but then you're among people who also don't really understand that basic society. And sure, society is kind of, like, boring and seems dumb, but they still do have a lot of kind of basic rules <laughs> yeah, I can't say asshole. It's just it's more it's more. No, it's no, asshole. Don't be an asshole. No, fairly ge- being that's in- my general life rule in life. Don't be an asshole. Done. Yeah, that's um, like the Will Wheaton's law, like right there. <laughs> it's 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 different than that. It's um. People there are, are very social, passionate. Yeah, there's yeah. certain social conventions. Yeah. that do need to be adhered to. And it's, uh, it's again, it's just like that kind of community. It this is very, it can be very toxic. Um, sorry, I, and I was incorrect by the way. Sorry, it was don't be a dick, but the, anyway, oh, never mind. don't be a dick. Yes, yeah. no, um, in, but in regular society, guess what? There's still tons of assholes and dicks. Oh, yes, um, it's just a whole bunch of like in a dick. A dick is only an inch and a half away from an asshole sometimes. Um, um yes, so. It's, I always say that as a thing is people who are kind of nerdy and out there and not recognized in the basic, in the majority of society as being kind of normal, they're kind of weird or different, um, then doesn't have like that understanding of some of those basic principles of like how to deal with other people, mm-hmm. uh, social what's what's a good word uh so not ethics i want to use a different word other than ethics uh like social policies i guess. Mm-hmm. yeah social oh, networks yeah yeah so it's like how to how to talk and communicate and deal with other people uh where you walk up to someone you don't just punch them in the face or you don't just insult them or say or, you hit, or yeah or just say whatever's on your mind you have you have certain filters in your brain to stop you from doing things that would 
Well, most people. Yes, you don't go. I understand. I'm uh, not saying for me. Like I'm, I understand social barriers. I'm not an imbecile. As another word, social barriers. Um. So, yeah, and I, just, I would just say since I've, I've said it many times before, how conventions, just a bunch of people getting together who are like-minded and then get also very excited and passionate about certain things. Uh, along with other people who are also passionate about those things, and it gets into that mob mentality, and then people don't, they're filters that they don't have or don't understand filters or the way some societies work. Um, they then just go and do stuff. And any normal common sense, per, what you'd say is common sense, which is apparently something that a lot of people don't have, which is not very common. Thinking, hey, yeah, let's boycott. Let's make a scene because that's what we got to do right now. That's the thing we have to do. And if you stop, then stop. Explain to me why this is something you have to do. They normally can't give you like a reason, and they sort of just run around themselves. As you see with with uh, people that you see, they say something crazy like that, and then they go and have like some kind of debate, and they say, okay, stop and debate this with me of why this is, why whatever you're trying to say is what you believe in and how it's a good or bad thing. And then people just can, it just never makes sense, like passionate people, people not understanding how to control or direct that passion correct ways. Ah, there's my rant. There's another rant. Um, so you wanted to, you were saying that basically... Um, a lot of people don't like Yaya Han. Yep, basically. They don't, uh, oof, what, what's, how do, how do I say it? Yeah, um, that, now, you're, now you're in my position right there. Because, <laughs> yeah, they, I guess they think she's a sellout and fake. Did you say fake? I, I didn't say fake out loud, but yeah, honestly, that probably would be the best way of going and putting it there. And, like, honestly, I keep my opinion of her out of this. Because there's a lot of things that I could say, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, I don't view her as anything evil in this community. I think that she exemplifies a lot of the stuff that is wrong in the community, but I also think she, you know, exemplifies a lot of the good as well. I actually applaud her on many things, including just the fact that she managed to turn this into a career. She, in a lot of respects, was the first real cosplay celebrity. And let's be honest, I mean, as much as I love and I do love Jessica Negri, she's not on that same level yet. That being said, I think she probably will eventually, but... I don't know. know. I think a lot of people know who Jessica Negri is. Know who she is, yes, but has she managed to go and make as much financially? Oh, but is mm, is being not that's not the same thing. Being famous is different than being rich. No, no, no I, I get that. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not relating the two of them exclusively. I'm just making the point of Yaya Han came from obscurity in something that was truly an obscure hobby and has managed to grow that. In, had television deals. She does a lot of stuff. She's even going and working and developing a makeup line and whatnot. From a financial perspective. She's done it. And from a, honestly, he just reputation building perspective, even though there's a lot of negative press she gets, the reality is she's done a good job of that. Jessica Negri, damn, she is awesome. And I do believe that she is going to have probably a much longer career in this than Yaya Han does. Mm -hmm. But I agree. 
Yeah, but I still see her at this point right now as just beginning to tap into her potential. She's becoming something more. Right now, if I were to talk to someone who wasn't really in the cosplay circles, I bet you they would know more about... They would know of Jessica Negri before they would know Yaya Han. I don't know about that. I think I know about it. Basically because... You see, uh, when you look up like sexy Pokemon cosplay, you're gonna see Jessica Negri first. Now, that's another thing that's come up is sex sells. It does. Yep. <laughs> so you're gonna see you're gonna see those costumes first. Those two uh, definitely have more fans and are more famous because they are attractive ladies. Um, we can't notch tell. There's no way not to say that that's not true. Like, oh, no, no. I, I don't truth. think anybody here is going to argue that. <laughs> like, that's yes. part of the reason they, why Yaya got there. Because they're attractive ladies. Yep. They do make some uh, very fancy costumes, so that just adds on top of that. Mm-hmm. But um, first and foremost, yeah, that's it. Is they're attractive and they cosplay. They make really good costumes. So they have talent behind them, and then that kind of bumped them up even further than just being a pretty face. Um but yeah, like Yaya Han, most people that I, that know about her are like cosplayers, and it's always I hear a whole lot more negative thought because of the fact that it's like people saying that she uh, she's a sellout uh, and having her own like costume line or having her own fabrics that are like super expensive, and no one no cosplayer could actually afford them. And yeah, I guess she's working on makeup now. Or something like that. Always looking kind of skimpy in her clothing or having big breath. But, like, so does Jessica Negri. She also has a lot of costumes that are just sexy costumes because that's just what she does. But I, I don't know if she gets, gets less black for it because of that. or Well, I think it's part of what, what it is with her is that she's more next generation. Mm. You know, Yaya Han was a trendsetter. Whether we like it or not, she is part of the reason why cosplay was popularized. It's more than just the community. Part of it's just exposure. I don't really like that fact, but you know, the reality is that's where it came from. Jessica Negri, a lot of us have known her for a long time, and she's somebody that's built up. I don't know if I'd say that cosplay was necessarily where we first found her. You know, she's very well diversified. Agreed. <clears throat> yeah. You know, just the Rooster Teeth connection by itself. I mean, like I've I heard but the I, name, but... but yeah, I didn't really. I've heard, pretty sure I've the first time I ever heard of Jessica Negri was through Phil DeFranco, mm-hmm. and that's how I found out about her. I'm like, oh, she's cool. Like that's also how I found out another one about another one of my favorite cosplayers, and that's Meg Turney. Mm-hmm. Like yep. I've. But it's just one of those things when you're like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't understand why. Like, I can understand why some people don't like them. It's like, oh, I don't like this person's style of cosplay. Like, okay, ignore them then. Mm-hmm. It's like people going to, like, choosing to go to a convention because of certain guests. Like, oh, there's nobody there that I like. Okay, then. But then don't go to the convention. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even go to conventions for... Yeah, like, uh, none people. of us in here go because of guests anymore. Yeah. But but that's just the example, because I know of a lot of people who go only because of who's going, so they can go see these people. 
or may it be cosplay guests or may just be celebrity guests. Like, and in my personal opinion, I, it, I don't care. Like if they, if someone's going to a convention that I don't like, or I have the, have or or disagree with or on certain aspects i'm like okay then i'm not going to go talk to them mm-hmm. and i'm going to not be i'm not going to go to their meetup plain mm-hmm. and simple it's just like like i've been to like to, to uh youtube conventions and there's a crap ton of youtubers there that i don't like yeah. <laughs> i didn't go to their meetup <laughs> Like no, it's just it's it's exactly that. It's like I don't watch their videos because I don't like the, what they do. Done. It's the exact same thing in cosplay. Like if you don't like their if you don't like what they're doing and you and you think they're evil or whatever, don't follow their Facebook page. Don't follow their YouTube page. Don't follow their w- Patreon or whatever, and ignore them. Yeah, that's that's exactly it though. Because that's that's really why I brought this up because. I mean, I, I I hate to say I actually am guilty of this here of knocking the conversation off because this is about Yayahan and the way that people are approaching this. And I know that this has happened at other conventions. This is not just a soccer con issue, mm-hmm. but it's just. <sighs> Come on. Come on. Do it. Say it. I don't understand people anymore i've honestly no, gotten no i people are horrible yeah but that's just people it you see i i don't i don't a person can believe be good. that a person can be good and you can talk to a person a person is fine people people are bad mm-hmm. once you get people it, it's just it's no hope <laughs> like it's uh it's lowest common denominator so basically you can have a smart person you can have a conversation with them, you can understand them as a person but once you get people all of a sudden it's like you take every IQ and then you just just kind of like add them all together and then just divide by that and then minus half of that and then divide by two and then boom there's your IQ and it's just like you start dealing with this kind of emotional wreck of a person that can't make any kind of decisions or or does can't can't comprehend can't rationalize for themselves yeah yeah, and it just becomes an emo- Yeah, it just becomes an emotional mess, and they deal more on emotion than anything. You can have some people saying, "Hey, don't do that," but it gets drowned out. It's just not loud enough. Yeah, like, sure, you have there are there are some positive things when you get people together. Like, you have your kind of hive mind ideas or your think tanks. Your that uh, a bunch of smart people. In- Once you get a bunch of smart people in a room then it's still the high IQ is much higher and they think of some really interesting ideas. But once you just get everyone together, it's just like, it just kind of, it doesn't filter properly. And sometimes it can, sometimes it can come out really well. We get some really great ideas from it, but most times it's just a whole lot of emotional mess. And that's unfortunately, because I don't always agree with the point of people are inherently bad, people are inherently evil. I don't agree with those things. And I know that's not what you're saying directly there, but and that's the thing. It's, it's you're changing the ideas. It's like you're you're trying to think that a person and then people are the same thing. Where well, no, I, I get where you're coming from. You're you're talking about the collective mind 
Yeah, I mean, once you get the collective the mindset, the- it's it's completely different. You can't you can't put any of that kind of philosophy. It's like the difference between psychology and sociology. It's just like when you're trying to do psychology, you're thinking about a very part like a single person but when you get like your sociology of like how a society works together it's gonna go in a weird direction sometimes that you just don't predict half of them are gonna go into your communism and think of that as a good idea other half are gonna go into capitalism and think of that's a good idea and they basically become uh two different entities um and it's just like trying to make them seem like a rational human you just can't do because they no longer are a rational human they're just an entity um no and i i get that i mean i've i did six psychology courses in college i understand where you're coming from but i still choose to believe that people can be better and i hope that people i know a person can be better header and that's that's what's so depressing here is that i'm seeing individuals that are going and reading about this and they're choosing to make the call and to go and put stuff out, whether it's on their Facebook or their Instagram or any other form of social media. It's like people you need to learn. There's a time and a place for everything. Why is this in the 20th anniversary of a convention? Why are we going after an individual who is also paying to be there? That's where that's where my frustration is coming from, because I do honestly understand a lot of the criticism and why people don't like her. I don't like those reasons, but at least I understand them. And I know we're kind of going and bridging multiple points here, but really, I I wish people would try to justify what they're doing more constructively or try to do things just more effectively. You know, conventions, they're supposed to be a force of good in my eye because I have seen so many wonderful things come out of it. Tyler, you've talked about the introspective mindsets and the socially awkward that go to these things and they find ways to become better adjusted to become better people. And then you see this kind of bullshit coming into it and it's becoming more and more of a social norm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm trying to go and fight against. I know I'm doing a horrible, very tired. I've, I've pulled a couple of uh, 14-hour shifts the last couple of days, and it's not making me any better of a communicator, and that's my own fault. But the reason why we do this, the reason why we started, we came to this podcast because we wanted to discuss conventions and cosplay, nerdum in general, and making the world a little bit better than it was when we started. And it's just disheartening when you go and see stuff like this that, keeps popping up and we just we all need to do our part not to give into emotion and to be better stewards and to try Mm -hmm. to be a good example because the reality is what we do right now the people that are just starting to go to these conventions they're seeing this they're learning what the norm is at these things do we want the norm to be the good that we grew up in or do we want it to go and be this where i don't think anybody will have fun when that becomes the norm agreed so i'm, I'm sorry that i uh, kind of took that one over but the real reason why i wanted to talk about this is twofold one because at least me personally i don't think the idea of protesting in particular is the right thing to do inside of a convention space i always hate it when the westboro baptist church 
dressed up at conventions down in California. I hate it whenever whatever the union of the week is in Seattle is going and trying to make a point in front of all the cosplayers and demonstrators trying to get some media focus attention uh, because there will be press there going and covering the event. I don't think it's any better when you have something like that going on inside of the convention space. Mm -hmm. And reason number two why I wanted to bring this up was actually to read something that I don't know if uh, Tyler and Cole are friends with her, but I have a friend named Olga, and she's another convention goer. She's another one of the cosplay chess family that you guys hear us talking about a lot. And I thought that she wrote something really beautiful today. And for a minute, it gave me a little bit of hope. So... I'd just like to go and read what she wrote, and I hope that this gets shared. Uh, I'm planning on sharing this on the Soccer Rangers uh, Twitter. I'm hoping it'll get shared on the Facebook and everything else. This is what conventions are about. This is the quote. This is for all my cosplay friends. With con coming up, I know it can be hard sometimes and scary to go out and do what we do, especially in such a big space with so many people. But for all of you out there, remember, cosplay isn't about perfection. There are no standards in cosplay. Cosplay is about getting out there, being yourself, and celebrating you and your love for it with others. Don't listen to people who critique you and tell you that you can't pull something off, because you can. Believe in yourself and stand strong and proud of what you do. This is each of our moments to shine and break free from the day-to-day expectations and norms we all live in. I love that. Why the hell are we not talking like that every day? Who knows? Because we don't novels. We live in a novel wood. <laughs> or anime. Wait, oh no. Would, we, would I say that anime? No, I wouldn't say that anime. Say grit your teeth and then I'd punch you in the face. And you'd be like, thank you, brother. I understand now. We know through our fists. Well, no, I think that's just men in general. It's not even an anime oh. trope. Sometimes you just need a good punch in the face to go and realize you're doing it. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe people aren't just hitting themselves, hitting that's... each other enough. That's it. We're not punching each other in the face enough. That makes perfect no. sense. Ugh. Adults just aren't taking the time to give give yourself a just good old punch in the face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's that, there we go. There we go. Go, go and take the Gurren Logan approach to life. Yeah. Yeah. The communist school of thought. Actually, that's kind of the GTO school of thought as well. Actually, but boy, punching people really does work, doesn't it? Yeah. It seems seems to be the thing a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, that it seems to communicate points very well, at least for men. I don't know if it's the same way for girls. I, I, I don't know if that's the thing. Girls, if that's not a thing, please don't punch each other in the face. Um, guys, you know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I got nothing else. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm emotionally spent. <laughs> I'm uh, physically spent. Mm, well, maybe we should end this. Or yeah, Cole well, should share some of that pot of coffee he made earlier. Okay, so uh, I, yes. ironically, the cup that I that I had can fit a quarter cup pot of coffee. Still Damn. not as much as you could fit in Uranus. Hiyo. Whatever. <laughs> Uranus Excuse is me. a big planet. Okay, it's a big planet. Yeah, and so how, so uh, yeah, apparently can hold lots of pots of coffee. Whatever. Um, oh, that's with. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, how does All that right. not make any sense whatsoever? That makes like perfect sense, and you're like, you're just not understanding the concept of it. No, I understand it. I'm bl- I'm blowing out. I'm I'm ignoring it. <laughs> Ladies I'm and gentlemen, no, you pointed it out very clearly. 
and were seemed to be very confused about it. So I had I, no idea. I thought well, we were going to get through a whole podcast without going and having a drinking rule violation, but nope, nope, we hit one. So Cole, with that, with that continuing, yeah. I believe you should uh, do that thing you do. Yes, it's time for this week's uh, this weekend's sorry conventions. So if you are attending, of course, any of these conventions this coming weekend, uh, make sure you st- have fun, stay safe, and as always, follow the eleven rules of con. So starting off, we have way over in the Middle East. We have the Middle East Film and Comic Con, which is in Dubai. I accidentally mentioned this last week because I went one too far. Um, then we have Teko, Teku, T-E-K-K-O, Teko, I think that's right, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Anime Detour in Bloomington, uh, Mer- uh, goddamn. Come on. I was, I was, Come I was on. getting really good at this. Massachusetts? Take a guess, is take it? a guess. Just throw it out there. Uh, Massachusetts? I just no, said Massachusetts. How could it be Massachusetts? I didn't even hear the words were. M-N, it's Minnesota. Oh, there you go. Uh, then we have Anime Masuri in Houston, Texas. And then we have Anime Arkansas in Little Rock, Arkansas. Then we have Sci-Fi-Con. Kiss your mother with that mouse? <laughs> with that mouse? No, wait, wait. I don't, I don't kiss my mother with that mouse. In Springfield? No, Sci-Fi-Con uh, in Lake Charles. Again? Boy, is that Lake Charles, Indiana? No, uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana. No, L.A. Louisiana. Okay, so it's the other yeah, one. Louisiana. Yeah. Psi F A. No, sorry. C Y P H A Con. Safa Con. Okay. Um. Cool. I. Yeah. Exactly. Kazoku Con in Cork, Ireland. Kaiwe. Uh, Con. I can never. I've never been able to say that properly. Uh, Kaiwe Con in Honolulu, Hawaii. Sabaku Khan. Hawaii? That sounds racist. That, well, I think that was racist. Um, actually, the proper way to say it is no, Hawaii. You're not I do know how to say it properly. No. Uh, Sabaku Khan in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque. Cecil Khan in Northeast uh, Maryland. No, sorry, MD. That's uh, Minnesota again, Kirky. isn't it? Mm-hmm. MD? No, that's, yeah, that's Maryland. Derp. <clears throat> I'm stupid. Yeah. That's Maryland. I was looking at something else. Um, uh, FL Polycon in Lake Lakeland, Florida. Internexus in Fremont, California. Karoshicon in uh, DeBlock, DeKalb, D-E-K-L-B, DeKalb, Illinois. Kira Kirakon in Charlotte, North Carolina. Narcon Halbstad in Halmstad, Sweden. And not, I went one too far again. Whoops. Oh, cold. <clears throat> Mm. Yes. And then jumping over to Comic-Cons, we have Eve FanFest. Really they have a they have an entire thing based on Eve? Not. I I don't know if that's all about the video game like Eve, like the MMO, but that's Do you not do any research on these conventions before you start No, I just start reading. <laughs> <laughs> it makes so much sense. I literally open the file the pay the my list like Two minutes before you asked me about it. Um, anyway, the E Fan Fest in Harper, Iceland. The the Wizard World, St. Louis in St. Louis, Missouri. Anime Matsuri, which we talked about already. Conglomeration in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Marvel City Comic Con in Knoxville, Tennessee. Colossus Con Pleasanton in Pleasanton, California. Hi, it's Sci-Fi Scarsborough uh, Scarsborough in Scarsborough, UK. And the Undiscovered Realm Comic Con in White Plains, New York. 
So if you are attending any of these cons, make sure you have fun and be safe. Take care. Okay. All right, t- Tyler, it's you again. Well, thank you. There's your. There's the long list. Uh, we're back up to having up, big long lists. Wake up, everyone. Wake up. Okay, you're awake now. Yeah, we're back to having long lists of conventions. <laughs> so I woke them up uh, only just to tell them to say goodbye. You know, it has to end like this, but it's it's a sad time. But you know what happens when we say goodbye? We get to say hello again another time. With that I'd like to say thank you and so much. Thank you so much for joining us, listening to us, and to uh, come check us out on such places such as iTunes, SoundCloud. Check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, Basically, the two places you can find this podcast. And please hit us up on our Twitter at Soccer Rangers and our email at SoccerRangersPodcast at gmail.com and our Facebook page, Soccer Rangers Podcast. That's the one I'll be on the most if you ever want to talk to me. It's still going to be a great season. It's continuing to be a great season. The season should be coming to an end soon, shouldn't it? I feel like um, season finale will probably be soccer con. You see, I, I feel like this should be our mid-season finale. Mid-season finale. Sure, yes. why not? Mid-season yes, exactly. finale. Mm-hmm. Then we'll go on hiatus a little bit to uh, recuperate, and then we'll come back from that. So you still got us for four-ish weeks, three-ish weeks. Um, two-ish weeks. Two-ish weeks. Ish-ish weeks. Uh, yeah. So, well, you'll probably have... Uh, Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> do oof. crunch time to uh, get this tangent back on the thing is yeah you only have us for two more weeks but you might get maybe three recordings out of us so hold on to that so yes and then we're back in about a month <laughs> sure or we'll, we'll that. come back at a later time and of who course, am I kidding who am I kidding it just will it'll probably be two weeks <laughs> after con <laughs> who knows we'll we'll wait for we'll cross that bridge when we'll, we are doomed updating every Monday so. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.